Hi, I'm Natalie Vaughn. You're listening to It's All Light. Tune in to people sharing what they light up about and learn an uplifting takeaway. Welcome back to It's All Light. I'm Natalie Baugh. Today's special guest is one of my former roommates, Lacey Bartholomew Steele. Hi, guys. So Lacey and I didn't really necessarily plan to be roommates. I remember the day we both moved in, we were like, wait, we know each other because we had grown up in the same stake and same area of Draper and had gone to the same high school. And yeah, it was so fun to just get to know Lacey. We shared a bathroom and from listening to Harry Potter and well, me listening to it and she just enjoying it as I listened to it, to talking about life, to Lacey's amazing, logical, smart brain talking me through all my life problems, like just so many good times living together at Old Academy (laughs) in Provo. And I've always been inspired by Lacey. She went through the athletic training program and just her dedication to school when we lived together was so incredible. And then seeing her meet her now husband, which we're going to talk a little bit about. But overall, it's mainly just perseverance, I feel like, is something I've gotten from you, Lacey. And I know you want to talk a little bit about that today. But first, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yes. So I grew up in Draper, like Natalie said. And yeah, we grew up in the same state. Me and Natalie, um, when I saw Natalie was my roommate, I I recognized you like immediately because of your curly blonde hair. And I remember... (laughs) like playing you in church ball and all that stuff and like Trek and stuff. So (laughs) it's a small world, but dominating me in church ball, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually pretty sure you're Ward Vita. Oh, (laughs) if I remember correctly, but I miss those um, basketball days. (laughs) Yes. But anyways, so, uh, yes, grew up in Draper. I'm the youngest of five. Um, I started my post high school at Utah Valley university I decided to serve a mission and got called to Argentina. I came back and kind of tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of intentions of going to BYU, but I ended up applying to BYU, uh, particularly to go to the go into the Masters of Athletic Training Program. I grew up playing sports and I loved medicine. A lot of my siblings went into medicine, so I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I just went full out. And as soon as I decided to go for it, I went for it and got in and kind of the rest is history yeah so Um, it was your bachelor's and master's at the same time I just mm -hmm. want to clarify that for people so a master's in athletic training yeah no BYU is amazing for that they you get to do your master's and bachelor's simultaneously so I was actually able to get all my school done in like four years graduated with both my master's and bachelor's had amazing time at BYU and um the summer between my two-year master program that I was doing, uh, I met uh, Nathan, my husband now, um, just a month before I moved to medical school. Before Uh, he moved to medical school? Yes. So um, I guess this would have been summer of 2022. Yeah. Um, We met, dated, really hit it off. Of 2021, right? Or 2021, yes, sorry. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, no, not that fast. <laughs> I was like, you got married summer 2022. No, we got, we got married last summer. Right, okay. Um, yes. So uh, he moved out here to Lubbock, which we are currently at. And that's kind of what brings me to my current state right now. So yeah. I guess that's me in a nutshell. And you're working as an athletic trainer mm-hmm. in yes. Lubbock. At a high yes. school or a college? I'm working at a high school here in Lubbock. Um and yeah, big high school. Um, I know a lot of people say 
Texas football is crazy. And I kind of just rolled my eyes at it. And then I moved here and I got into Texas football and I was deer in the headlights. It is crazy here. Yeah. Um, big high school. And so, you had yeah. a crazy experience. What Was that maybe about a year ago? Do you want to tell us what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, last um, August, um, after a football t- football game, a player had went down and um, I was the one covering the game that night and I just performed CPR for the first time in my life. And wow. um, yeah, this kid uh, just went down, had to do those life-saving measures and luckily everything was okay, but definitely like a crazy experience as far as I got in that experience and I'm like, wait, I'm just a college student. Like, I'm not trained to do this. Like, I don't know any of these people. Like, I hardly, I hardly know what I'm doing, but um, I knew that I was trained and luckily everything went well, but yeah. um, So talk about crazy turn of events. Yeah. Do you feel like, I feel like me knowing you, you handle stressful situations pretty calmly. What do you remember feeling when, when that was happening, like a scary situation and you're the one to help? Right. Um, I think my instincts kicked in. I mean, I've been CPR certified since the time I was 16. So I was able to, Mm. you know, do everything correctly and properly, I think. But in my head, um, initially a lot of doubt (laughs) snuck in. I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I don't like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, I'm just a girl from Utah. I'm just like a student. Like, and, and it hit me in that moment. It's like, no, like I'm the person here in the job. You're and, a trained professional. You really are. Right. Like this is the job. This is the job world. And you know, that, honestly what happened, it was a rare occurrence, but, um, it really, uh, humbled me. Um, and, uh, made me realize, um, to be more confident in myself after all that doubt passed by, I kind of remember saying a quick prayer in my head, like just help help the situation and immediately after that the Mm -hmm. kid started breathing and the ambulance got there and um putting it into perspective it just made me really appreciate um how everything's in god's hand and god's Mm -hmm. hands and how everything ended up working out right Um, and being in the right place at the right time i mean Mm -hmm. like you you were doubting yourself yet you knew what to do and you you could take you could handle it Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah so super crazy thing to happen one month in, into yeah, a job one month into your college, new job right? that's crazy yeah <laughs> but um it, it's really molded me into like getting to get used to being here in Lubbock and like finding a place for me in this community so, yeah what yeah. do you what else do you enjoy about your job and like your process of getting there in this program um, I guess it's just been a really different experience because I kind of like I said I grew up in Draper mm-hmm. um and, you know, people always say that Utah's a bubble, which is true to some extent, maybe not, but um, Lubbock, it just, it just is a totally different demographic, different group of kids. And honestly, when I first got here, it was really hard for me to relate to these kids because, you know, they come from such different backgrounds than right. I do. And so that's kind of been the task this year is how can I learn to relate to these kids and like for them to trust me and build that relationship with them because a lot of athletic training is you have to have that relationship and understanding with them to be mm-hmm. able to help them totally. yeah um so for me it's just been kind of le- making that adaptation to learning how to understand them and it's been a joy in the process it's been a struggle at times feeling like oh like nobody understands me i don't understand these kids like mm-hmm. they're not going to take this girl from Utah seriously who like knows nothing about Texas 
But um, mm -hmm. one thing that's been really tender, like in the last couple months, is kids will be like, oh, hey, Lacey in the hallways. They're like, how are you doing, Lacey? And it means a lot that, you know, they've learned my name, they know who I am, and they're opening up and being friendly. Whereas at the beginning, they're like, oh, like, who's this random girl here? Right, so right. It, that's what's been brought me the most happiness with this new job is getting to be a part of a community that I, you know, wouldn't can, wouldn't have been in unless I was put in this situation. And then also just getting to help people. I, it's so fun. I mean, it's just, it's very rewarding to go out to work and feel like you're helping kids, getting them back on the field. Um, athletic training is an awesome profession, so. That's way cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. a little bit about that. Um, other things as we're getting to know Lacey, and then we'll dive deeper into what she lights up about is that she, in addition to loving all things athletics, she loves the outdoors. She <laughs> shares the passion of trail running with me. And I love to see her post and share about it because she, she's a great runner. Um, and yeah, so you said you're living on the flattest place on earth, but I, <laughs> I feel like I, I see you still get outside and find new things in Texas, right? Yeah, I believe it is very hard to be a trail runner in Lubbock. It's one of the flattest places on earth for sure. <laughs> um, I miss Utah. I miss the mountains so much. I feel like uh, people in Utah take it for granted so we, much. We really do? I think that's like, why I haven't really left. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could leave the mountains yet. There's yeah, I took it for a granted. Lot of, a lot of really needed and cool experiences living outside of where you grew up, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. But I mean, just make faking the best of it. Believe it or not, there are places to run here. It's not quite the same, <laughs> but um, I still love running. Running is one of my favorite things to do. It's more than an exercise for me. It's same. So nice just to get out, get away. Mm -hmm. get your heart yeah. Open, so. Oh, I love it so much too. Mm -hmm. Um. So, what else do you light up about? We kind of talked about beforehand what we're diving into, but tell us, tell us what you light up about. Oh man, I just, I, I'm a people person. I love to be involved with people and be involved in communities, which is why I think athletic training fits so well with me because you really are involved in mm -hmm. teams and you're an integral part of that. Um, I, just a few other things I love to do. I love to bake. Mm. Um, I, in Utah, I made wedding cakes. And yeah, they were so yummy. Like the <laughs> best carrot cake I've ever had. Oh, brother. <laughs> um, yes, I, I love baking. Um, I just, I, I love, you know, like I said, just being with people, being with family, being with friends. And um, what else did I light, about, light up about? I light up, I light up about my husband. It's been just so great. Um, part of the, you know, you can say what you will with Lubbock, but one of the beautiful things is you know, out here, there's not a whole lot of distractions and there's not a whole lot of other things going on. So it's just been so great mm. to be in a small town and get to focus on, you know, building our relationship together. Yeah. For sure. so, so I know <laughs> a lot of my listeners love dating advice and love learning <laughs> about dating. So I want to, to ask you your dating experience and meeting Nathan and what propelled you toward marriage? I think that is something people are curious <laughs> in anybody's life. I mean, I ask this question to everyone just because, I mean, it's it's a hard question because at the same time, every relationship is different. But it's also just fun to learn steps people took maybe to get there and maybe you could try something different in your life based off of 
just others' experiences. So tell us, tell us about you guys. Okay, where to begin? <laughs> um, Nathan and I, uh, like we said, we met in the summer in between my last year of my last year of college, and Nathan had just graduated. And to be honest, we met on a uh, hinge. <laughs> nice. Uh, we actually had a lot of mutual friends, but we met in that dating app. And it's so funny because uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't go on like dating app dates because I, I went on a fair share of them. But I never considered myself somebody who would like have a serious relationship come out of one of those. And not necessarily because of the stigma behind it, but more so just because I'm kind of more of a reserved person at first. And I feel like most people that use those tend to be a little bit more like outgoing or like if you're not outgoing, it's hard for something to kind of come up out of it, especially if you don't put yourself out there. Right. So um, I'm actually really shocked that um, I ended up marrying somebody that I mm -hmm. met through that. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Did you say something? No, I was just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think the unique thing about Nathan and I is um, – when Nathan asked me out on a date, um, I knew that he was leaving for medical school in a few weeks. So I didn't feel like any pressure to like make it into anything or to play games. Mm -hmm. I kind of just went for fun. In fact, I, at the time I wasn't even particularly interested in like trying to get into a serious relationship. Like I was just content with where I was. And yeah, you were going on lots of dates, I think at this time, I remember. <laughs> yeah, right? I just want, you know, like I just, I think I was just okay with like having fun or whatever. Right. Um, and Nathan, I think was in the same boat. He knew he was going to go to medical school in a few weeks. So like, why not just go and get to know somebody? And I would argue that the idea that, you know, neither of us felt pressure or like had any games going on is what kind of propelled us just to have a natural relationship and grow mm, a natural friendship. I love that. Yeah. Um, at Nathan about like a week into going and dates asked me to go boating. And I, I think back to like, if another guy were to ask me to go boating, like a guy that I like, really liked, I think I would have felt like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to go boating because then I'd like get wet and they'd like see me without makeup or like they'd see how bad I was at boating because I'm not great at boating. I'm not <laughs> great at like wakeboarding or like all that stuff, you know, and like, you know, you, like you trying to impress. Yeah. I mean, you want to try to impress people right. you date. Right. Exactly. I think like in the past when I dated when I was younger, a lot of it was so I was always just so worried about trying to impress the other person or not necessarily impress, but like I'd always be thinking like, oh, would this be attractive or would this be a turnoff or, you know, would they like mm -hmm. this or would they not? And I was so concerned about that. But yeah. because with Nathan, I wasn't stressed about that because, like, I knew he was leaving the no matter what. You just wanted to I go I kind of just fun. allowed myself to go out there. Yeah, I went out there. I went boating with him. I fell flat on my face, like, six times in a row trying to get up on a surfboard. It was oh. really embarrassing. <laughs> that, it, the first time I, sometimes takes a little bit, but then then it's right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome that you went. Totally. So then what kind of – what shifted no, I, then? I think that totally it was just like this idea that I'm just going to go and like be me and like he either likes it or he doesn't. And I think Nathan felt the same way. And then it got to a point like a few weeks into dating and before he left that we realized like, oh my gosh, we actually have established like a really good connection with each other and like a really good friendship with each other. And I don't think a few weeks into dating, like we obviously didn't know if 
like we were going to marry each other or even if we wanted to seriously date. Right. But it was at the point that we knew we wanted to continue to talk to each other. So had he had he kissed you at this come... point? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and he kissed pretty soon right off the bat, which is actually pretty shocking because I usually take a while. To, yeah, yeah. Like so comfortable doing that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. no, with Nathan again, it was just like everything was natural. Felt really natural, and they were just pressure and I never felt anxious about it either which you know I typically did feel anxious with a lot of yeah um well that's interesting you say that though because I feel like anxiety can get in the way of relationships so much but at the same time Mm -hmm. learning to trust your gut and and those anxious feelings I think I don't know it's it's hard to figure out but at the same time if it's hard to figure out, then that could be turning you the direction you need to go because it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that hard, right? It should be natural and in a sense easy. I mean, relationships take work, but that feeling of, mm-hmm. I mean, you wanted to continue talking and then that continued to long, long-term long date or what's it called? Long-distance dating <laughs> and long-term dating. Yeah. You guys are definitely long-term, <laughs> no, but long-distance dating. So yeah, tell mm-hmm. us more of your thoughts in that area yeah so um Nathan um and I kind of got together and I don't know I felt the night before Nathan moved I felt like this gut-wrenching thing because I felt like I had to make a decision if I was like gonna commit to this like long distance mm-hmm. thing or right. if I was gonna drop it and I wasn't like a hundred percent ready to commit but nor was I a hundred percent ready to drop it and I remember calling my sister and I was probably being a little overdramatic and whatnot. And she's like, you don't have to make a decision. Like, why don't you guys just keep talking to each other? Yeah, totally. And that really spoke to me. Like, I was like, I can just continue talking to him, getting to know him and like, just see where it goes. Like, we don't have to make any definitive decisions too. Like we have cell phones, we have FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And like, that's exactly what like Nathan and I did. Like we had that conversation and Nate was down to do that. And what turned into like a couple phone calls and text messages kind of just turned into a few FaceTimes. And then like, before we know it, we just like woke up one day and we were best friends FaceTiming each other for a few hours every day. And it kind of just like made me realize like, wait, this is actually going somewhere. Like grew into exclusively dating. Right. To getting and engaged. And so, I mean, it was wow. really tough. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, you, it's not, and I always kind of made fun of people that always like rushed in or like, how could you like feel that way about somebody so fast or, you know, um, but, um, it just always felt like really comfortable with Nathan. And then, um, we just decided to kind of make it work. So, you know, I bought a plane ticket to Lubbock for the weekend and I went out there with him and, um, we just, uh, kind of just continue to date each other a few days and then like in November and December he would come out here and we just kind of keep alternating to the best of our ability so we could at least see each other once a month Mm -hmm. yeah and then the process just continuing to FaceTime each other like talk to each other and it just seemed really clear by the beginning of 2022 that like the goal was to get married and for me to move to Lubbock so um yeah Uh, long distance is tough Long distance is tough, especially I can't imagine if you have like lots of other like relationship issues going on. But I really do feel like if it's the right person, 
like and you have goals set in mind and you're on the same page it's definitely doable and in a way i think it made nathan and i really get to know each other mm-hmm. like beyond just like a physical level or like you know just getting to do things together but because we had so much time on the phone we really got to know each other ask a ton of questions and really that's all we had for a lot of the time but i would say that's what makes us know each other so well yeah and create that best friendship Mm -hmm. i love that thanks for sharing and i hope med school's going good for him Yeah. Probably, probably so <laughs> <fine>. busy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it it works well. We're both busy. I'm busy with work and he's busy, busy with school. So it yeah. balances out. <laughs> nice. Okay. So for the last 10 minutes, I'm going to pull up something you filled out on the form. And it is the idea of rising above and beyond circumstances and failures. And looking back on a time of discouragement and realizing how far you've come. And then, yeah, just why, why is this an important thing you've learned in your life? And yeah, what can others benefit from this, this idea and this lesson you've learned in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I think one of the pivotal moments for me um, was uh, being a senior in high school, having four siblings that had gotten into Brigham Young University and that being an expectation that was on my shoulders. And I kind of, you know, I, I thought that everything would work out because all my other siblings had gotten in that I would get into. And I applied to BYU um, my senior year of high school. I thought I had a good enough GPA and everything. And I ended up not getting in for my incoming year, mm-hmm. uh, but my freshman year uh, to go to BYU. And at first I thought that was like the most devastating thing in the world because I was going to be so unlike the rest of my family. And that like everything I had been working up to up till high school was like worthless and all this stuff. Mm. But, and you know, I remember being so sad in that moment. And I look back and I laugh because, you know, everything has turned out exactly how it should have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never really considered serving a mission prior to um, going to the, going to college and in high school. And then you know, going to Utah Valley University, I had some experiences that, you know, led me to do that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I got to go on a mission and learn how to speak Spanish. And then I came home and got, you know, got some really awesome job opportunities that led me to get it into the master's program at BYU for athletic training, Right, right. you know, and I just, I look back and now I'm at a high school that's predominantly Latino kids and I get to use my Spanish all the oh, time. Right. Yeah. You know, I just look Didn't back and about that. it's so amazing that you know, even though things don't always go accordingly or whatever, mm-hmm. that everything always works out for a reason. And I think in the face of, you know, uncertainty or in the face of, you know, adversity or whatever, I've really learned that um, you always come out of the better and stronger regardless and better. And I think you can always look back and say, mm-hmm. well, yeah, my life didn't go as perfectly as uh, it could have in this way, but it really was for the better because now I have the life I do now and mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it for right right it's it's funny okay so I have a few thoughts to what you just said (laughs) one is I also didn't get into BYU that wasn't my like goal though no one in my family had gone to BYU and Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't really care about that I only went there for the study abroad (laughs) but I was I was happy to end up at BYU and study there and graduate from there but second just when you were talking about things not going the way we planned I think we all have ideas of what we want our lives to look like. 
and rarely does that happen and I'm trying to wrap myself around that idea of this life I have in my head and I'm very dreamer-esque and so I I have built so many fantasies in my head of oh I want I want this kind of life and this kind of life and and this these types of people in my life and I don't know I've been having to shake down that fantasy and really just enjoy the reality of my life right now and also find the power of I can create whatever life I want so yes it's good to keep these dreams and fantasies as a vision but also just know the steps to get there and also be willing to accept any course correction and change right Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I mean until you met Nathan you weren't really planning on starting your career in Texas though like Mm -hmm. you said what other thoughts do you have No, I I definitely agree with everything you said. And I think that um, something I've had to learn is you can always get caught in the habit of when this thing happens to me, then I'll I'll finally be content. Or if this would just happen, then that would make me happy. But I think that, you know, what I'm learning, and especially now, like, you know, going to BYU, I'm like, oh, I'm just excited to like be done with school and to you know, be like, just be married and not have to date anymore. But then now that those things have happened and new challenges have presented itself and you realize mm-hmm. life is still life and you still have to like deal life with Life is still life. Yeah. No matter what, when you hit those checkpoints in your head, right? It, there's 100%. still going to be hard things. Exactly. And I think like the grass is always greener, right? So mm-hmm. I think the, the, the key to life is finding happiness in the phase of life you're in mm-hmm. and just you know, kind of rolling with the, just rolling with the punches, like understanding, like there's going to be a new adversity and new challenge in every phase of life. And maybe some phases of life come with more challenges than others. Mm, Totally. But I think that's just a part of, you know, that's just a part of this life that we have here. And um, I think the most important thing you can do is just trust God, Mm -hmm. trust that things have a way of working out. And, you know, I think just believing in the idea that you wouldn't want to change your life with anybody else's because your life is unique to you and it's what God, mm-hmm. you know, has in store for you. And I think that's what's enabled me in, t- in low points to be like, you know, even though I'm in this low point, I still wouldn't want to change this with anyone, with anyone else because I know this is what's intended for mm-hmm. me. I know I can work through this. I know I can make choices that can make me overcome this. Mm. So that's a good, that's just something I carry with me, especially as new challenges present itself. And I, I, I always think back to my 17 year old self, so disappointed about <laughs> not getting to BYU my freshman year right. and then realizing all the blessings that came from that and all the amazing things that have happened in my life since that point yeah. and realizing that that's exactly how things need to be, even though that. My 17-year-old self was way more overdramatic than I am mm-hmm. now. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, I always carry that that feeling that I had. I always remember that. So Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You mentioned just, like, I think so many of us have heard, you know, happiness is where you're at. Happiness is now. And, like, gratitude gets you going. And I firmly believe all those things. But I feel like sometimes it's super hard to just get yourself into that mindset when you're in the thick of things. But what helps you roll with the punches in your daily life? Um, I think 
I don't know. I, I go back to the, the, one of the things that I learned, especially um, the night that, that, that the kid um, went down the field and I thought my immediate instinct was to doubt. And I think of how it's kind of human nature for doubt to creep in and fear to creep in as soon as something uncertain well, happens. And anxiety too, especially yes. in our day and age. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anxiety, frustration. I mean, like all those things are instant things that happen. Mm -hmm. and I think recognizing that all those emotions are like instant things. And I think the key to life is trying to figure out how to cope with those emotions that just seem to like hit us so suddenly like it's so mm -hmm. easy to become angry it's so easy to get stressed or frustrated and be impulsive and say and a comment impulsive. that maybe you don't mean <laughs> it's so easy and I think it, one of the keys is like learning just to like tune in to who you really are tune into your true character mm. and when you do that I think you always find a lot of inner peace I think you get a broader perspective and it, like I've always found even in the hardest of times, if I can just tune into like that, that inner, inner peace and that in like tune into my soul and like who I am, it's a lot easier to like move past it, gain the patience for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm eloquently explaining that. Oh, you are, you <laughs> totally are. But T tuning um, into yourself helps you navigate those immediate yes feelings right mm -hmm. we have so many feelings coming into our coming into us all the time and right. I don't know for me I'm so fast paced in my brain that it's it's a good thing in, in the sense that I mean like Ted Lasso says be a goldfish right like they have a 10 <laughs> second memory and I sometimes feel that way and sometimes it's like if someone says a comment that like kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes depending on the comment comment sometimes I can just like get quiet and it bothers me for like 20 minutes but majority of the time it bothers me for a little bit but then like 10 seconds later I'm like back to back to not being bothered by that you know like sure. so many <laughs> thoughts and feelings and some some are fleeting and some aren't but I love yes. that you mentioned tuning into yourself how do you tune into yourself and like what has helped you develop that attribute I feel like it is an attribute <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think it takes work and I'm still working on it like every day because I think some days are better than other days. 100%, yeah. You know, and sometimes it's hard not to be so reactive to those feelings. But I running like is a, like a direct answer. I think running has helped me a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. even just running for 10 minutes, oh, I don't yeah. know what it does or like exercise like, in general. Even just, just a like, mile like, run, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I feel... Um, and I, I usually feel more of that like grounding when I run mm -hmm. versus when I go like lift some weights. I think it is just getting mm -hmm. my heart and brain moving more than I, I'm mm -hmm. trying to do a lot more weightlifting too and find find that tuning, self-tuning in weightlifting because mm -hmm. I know it's good for my body, but I totally agree with you with running. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just like an automatic, especially on a bad day. It's just something automatic. Just get out and run. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> on the worst on the worst days yeah <laughs> after a breakup I woke up at like I couldn't sleep and I just woke up at like 5 30 6 30 a.m and just ran like six miles sobbing listening to here comes goodbye by rascal yeah. flats like <laughs> but like yeah. I look back That's now and I'm, I'm I'm grateful that I had like that that way to get out and go run you know and like mm -hmm. I know a lot of other people that run through their frustrations and it really just brings back the endorphins gives you Mental, right. mental clarity um mm -hmm. you also mentioned 
for I guess this will segue into our uplifting takeaway for this episode. So a better attitude of gratitude, humility, day-to-day discipline that enables us to make the best of life with the ups and downs and unexpected events. And I love that you said day-to-day discipline. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about what that means to you and how you live that. Well, I just, I look at the job I have right now and it's just been, you know, it's been really demanding for me at times coming to Texas and, you know, being an athletic trainer in Texas and, you know, just some of the added demand that's been to that. And I think it just, sometimes you really just have to bite the bullet and just get down to work and focus. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's tough. And, you know, I just remember during football season, like I'd be working crazy hours and I was like, I could have just gone straight home, but I'd always bring my running clothes. And if I could just go out and at least run a mile on track before I went home to my husband, like just little things like that, that made me still feel like I had control over things mm. that I was still, you know, pushing myself to do things and staying on track. And I think that's when I wrote day-to-day discipline. I think that's what I'm going through. Go, what, that's what I was going for. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes like we just have to, it's good to put things in our lives that we could easily not do, but we choose to do them regardless of how busy it is. And I think that goes to show discipline. Oh, I, I love that. Other parts of your life, like in the, in, you know, living the gospel, keeping the commandments or, you know, like just discipline as far as taking control of our health or, or our budget. Know, <laughs> yeah. Budget. I'm like, that's what I'm doing after this. I got to go budget. But like, yeah. sorry to cut you off. Do you no, no, want to no. finish That's your thought? I <laughs> I'm sorry. I was getting so excited because I was thinking about like when I sign up for a race to train and run for, mm-hmm. I like am as dedicated as I can be because I know I need to be trained to survive <laughs> the race. And so yeah. it's like I have my schedule. I was a little bit late starting this this training schedule, but like I have every day exactly what I need to do. And I, and I just, there's no question that I have to get that done. Kind of like you with getting that mile in before you left, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. that to me is, is an, is an ounce of discipline in my life that I then see carry over into other elements in my life, you know, like at work. I mean, if I wake up and run, my mind's already open and ready to, to work. And I, I have a clearer mind. My body feels better. I've been trying to eat healthier because all those can compound into, how I'm doing working and then I make time for my hobbies and my I mean my podcast too and after a nine to five job and and just trying to find that balance on my run today me and my boyfriend were talking about just all our hobbies we have and where we want to dedicate our time Mm -hmm. and I mean to have so many hobbies I mean you you really have to focus on what what life you want to create what that looks like but as as well as where you want to be disciplined with your time because so much time can be wasted I mean, on our phones, just doing whatever, you know, so day to day discipline. I like finding the one thing to help you to label as discipline and then watch how that attribute can be developed. Okay, what other thoughts do you have? Oh, brother. Um, If, if, If you don't have any, we can just think of our takeaway, too. I was just talking a lot. So I wanted to hear from you. No, yeah, I think honestly, I think that I think I've mentioned humility and um I think of going along with all those attributes is above all and everything. It's just important to have humility in life. Mm. Um, I think the older I'm getting and I'm still very young, the more I realize the less I know. 
Mm-hmm. And I think just always being willing to learn and to, um, with, you know, having a new job and being a new marriage, like this entire year for me has just made me realize that I still have so much to learn. I have still have so much to grow and so many areas to improve in. And for me, it's just, I always want to have the attitude that I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be better. I'm willing to take adjustments. So I think above all, with all the things we talked about, that's the one uh, attribute that I've really tried to develop humility. Uh, recently is humility along with all the discipline, mm-hmm. um, along with, you know, trying to seek the good in life, having a good attitude. Yeah. Uh, humility helps out. So what, what helps you when you um, are not catching on or learning or being disciplined in the areas you want to be? Sorry, you'll have to say that one more time. So I'm just thinking of like being humble mm-hmm. and learning things and you're always mm-hmm. working and improving. But what ha- how do you handle when you fail at what you're hoping to become? Um, I think it's tough. I think one of the toughest things to do is like to own up to your weaknesses and like acknowledge them, right? Um, And I think it's tough to do, but something that's helped me is like getting to talk it through with somebody. So for that, that's my husband. So on a day when I come home from work and I'm like, goodness, I just don't feel like I've reached out to any kids. I don't think any of them know where I'm coming from. Like nobody's taking me seriously. Or like, you know, you have all these things you can Mm -hmm. think of. I talk it out with my husband and then he makes me realize that I'm probably being harder on myself than what other people are thinking. And I think that's so true to begin with. I mean, we always think we fail and that things are bad, but truth be told, like the outside perspective, like other people probably aren't thinking that. And certainly, you know, like our heavenly father isn't thinking that either. So first understanding that you're probably your biggest critic and you're probably being harder on yourself than other people. And then from there, you can realize that, okay, if it's just me, that's like, caring so much then I don't have to worry about other people I can just focus on what I can do better tomorrow yeah so yeah I don't know if that's a good answer no (laughs) no I think that was perfect okay so in conclusion what do you feel like from our conversation today is your biggest uplifting takeaway and I'll think of mine okay my biggest takeaway just from what we've talked about today and maybe where, where you are in your life right now yes um life always works out the way it's supposed to especially to those who are humble and um who are making efforts and are trying to seek the good in everything so i think that's my biggest takeaway is how things always have a way of playing out so no matter what season of life you're in no matter what's going on, just holding that to your heart and trying to find joy in the moments that you're in. I love that. I feel like my biggest takeaway was was the humility and day-to-day discipline. I mean, we talked about so many things that I want to try to encompass in, in humility and day-to-day discipline, but I'm going to go write that on my whiteboard. I think my favorite part about this podcast is I get like a, a takeaway for the week that I try to focus on for that week. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the day-to-day discipline and humility. I think humility increases confidence and humility helps us handle and own up to our weaknesses. Like it's amazing how powerful it is. Humility is not just being quiet, you know, and, and not talking Mm -hmm. about yourself. It's, it's really, it's a a quiet confidence. So 
I'm grateful I learned that from you. And I'm so happy we had you on here to hear your wisdom, Lacey. Oh, brother. This is awesome, Natalie. You're, you're awesome. So. <laughs> it's just so fun to catch up with you and hear about your life. Best of yes. luck with your athletic training. Wish Nathan good luck in his med school, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know is so, probably so, so much. And you're probably the best supportive wife. So you're a great <laughs> example. And I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.